Discord. What I was saying was that I'm following a lot of, not a lot, but I'm following a few Instagram wrestling pages, and I saw an amazing uh, clip today that was a guy (laughs) uh, holding another wrestler in the ring like a baby and kind of like cradling (laughs) him to sleep. Yeah. And then the whole bit is that that's how he like, basically the other wrestler falls asleep. So the guy really <laughs> gently lays him on the mat and really softly like places his hands on his chest. And the ref starts like slowly, but really quietly, like counting the three. And he, the oh, guy man. kicks out of the, the pin, not by like super, like energetically, like lifting his shoulder up. He kicks out by just really slowly rolling over and starts sucking, sucking his thumb. I'm like, man, that's the wrestling shit I miss, dude. <laughs> you you gotta send me that because that sounds hilarious. Dude. I can't believe I didn't. I actually uh, like obviously the first person I thought of was you because other than another one of my friends that I grew up with, who we like we grew up loving WWF and WCW and stuff. Like no one else I know watches wrestling, man. Defy is what it's called in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I went to a show last week, my first live wrestling show. So cool. yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yes. uh, live wrestling hits different, you don't, man. Yeah, man, and it's just like it was just this packed like second floor of like an old gym or something like Perfect. that, and it was great. There was a uh, John Moxley who is a member of the Shield. I don't, I don't think you know yeah. him. Uh, he was there. He was like the big superstar. He's like, this guy was from WWE. He's our big guy, and minute into the match him and his opponent are just like bleeding profusely Uh, that's what you want to see man and it's like i don't they probably more than likely they did the thing where like backstage they cut themselves with razors on their head and like covered it with like foundation right oh right or they had razors like you know sometimes they keep them in their mouths sometimes they they put them in their wrist straps yeah, which I think I is mean, so fucking dangerous. Like I've heard back in, especially back in the day, that they would put a piece of a razor or a whole razor like in their cheek, like in their mouths, and just keep it there until they're supposed to cut no, themselves. Dude. And then I'm, I'm like, dude, you're getting fake punched and sometimes accidentally really punched the whole fucking <laughs> match. Like, how are you not terrified that you're gonna slice your cheek open or fucking swallow a razor? It's it's ridiculous, man. But I guess those are the types of people that get into That's wrestling because they psychopaths. they can yeah fucking psychopaths that like pain. Because even if you know like eighty percent of it could be fake, but there definitely are some real hits. People take bumps, people get injured which all is the like time. yeah, it, people constantly getting injured. Especially right now, it's kind of a dark era for WWE because of that. Because it seems like they're bringing in a lot of these new wrestlers and they're putting in big matches and they're injuring Ooh. other wrestlers. Man, I saw something right? from, I think it was WrestleMania where a dude got dropped like right on his head. Yeah. Yeah. There have been, uh, it was WrestleMania and like two weeks before that, there were two incidents where a injury occurred live on TV that would have killed anyone that wasn't as fucking yoked right. as the wrestlers right. they, like the dude who got dropped on his head at wrestlemania his neck is like a redwood yeah. tree so he's so lucky he had those muscles to support his structure it is fake most of it is fake there's real stuff yeah real shit happens and 
I really want to do. Uh, I fucking was waiting for it, dude. I had a wrestling uh, federation in high school. The Teen yeah. Wrestling Federation, the TNF. Or TWF, okay. see, I can't even remember. Uh, and uh, it was awesome, and we made a championship belt out of uh, cardboard and staples. It, like, cut our hands right. every single time we held it. We broke, uh, we would wrestle mostly on, I mean, this sounds kind of weird, but we would wrestle mostly on my bed. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, of, no, I, okay, no, I understand what y'all were giving doing. each other the rock bottom. Right. Uh, power yeah. bombs. Uh-huh. Stunners. So, uh, we broke probably, in the course of like two years, probably like six box springs. And my dad would just be livid. Like, I remember I would lay in my bed and be, like, kind of, like, almost rolling to the middle of it a little bit. And uh, my dad would be like, why is your, why why does your mattress look like it's sinking in the middle of it? I'm like, I don't know. My bed's been doing that. Yeah, he would, like, so much money. Uh, But it was so much fun, man. And I think we've, I've mentioned my wrestling name, like, so many times on this show already. Uh Go ahead and give uh, it again for the people who are listening for the first uh, time, Jesus baby. Christ. Uh, well, I'm from Dominican. Well, my family's from Dominican Republic, so I was the Dominican Dragon. The Dominican yes. Dragon! But I wish I could go back in time, man, because if I could change my wrestling name, I think it would be Cocodrilo Turbo. Turbo! Turbo! Well, you know what? Unintentionally, uh, Lucas, I think you might have given us a great kind of kind of uh, transportation mm. to what's up, buds. Welcome to the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where me and my tag team partner, Lucas over here, we talk about very good albums for a very good amount of time as the best tag team championship team in the TWF. I was going to go, and it's tag team champions of the world. (laughs) <laughs> but you're not watching my and it's era. It's crazy, because because you're still wrestling teens to this day. Oh yeah, dude, as as often as I can. And you like you do not go easy on them. Also, no, no, I uh, you know, I give them receipts, as they say, because they all they don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing, so they all hit me, and then I fucking I right. Them. That's the thing is like I know they're gonna hit me, so it's just uh, excuses to hit teenagers. Well, it's it's just weird because like every match you say I don't want any bumps. I only want them to get bumps. Yeah, I'm like I only want to perform. I'm here bumps. to make you look good, man. And I've I, I of course am your co-host, Brett, uh, the vet, Turin, Hanrahan. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I've fantasized being on stage, I just cannot get like a wrestler name or persona. I keep like. I keep seeing a new wrestler, and I'm like, ooh, I want to do that. And then I see another one, like, ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. I only ever had a name. I never built a persona. That's why I never made it. Oh, no one believed me that I was a dragon. Uh, 
But join with me, the Dominican, the, the Dominican dragon, El Crocodillo Turbo. <laughs> he couldn't even. Lucas and Dracobs. He couldn't even get it right. The, it's Whatever, co- dude. Cocodrilo. I'm not. I don't speak the language. All right. Well, yeah. All right. You, you had to check yourself there for a second. I don't know what you were going to say. But fuck yeah, man. Today we are talking about my favorite rapper for once. I don't think we've ever. Still your favorite rapper, Yep, totally. I don't think he's ever been even mentioned on the show once. Uh, Yeah, probably not. And it's his newest album that just came out, and it's called Cocodrilo Turbo, uh, which just happens to be an amazing wrestling name. But my boy... Who has another great wrestler named Bam Bam Baklava? Fucking Action Bronson. Yep, this is his. Like, what album is this? He's been going for like a decade now, right? Oh yeah, well over a decade, man. He, he I think he had mixtapes coming out in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Really? I can't remember exactly, man. Uh, he has done so much music, like. Even leading up until this point, and I think that's something that we haven't even mentioned really on the show, like talking about rappers, dude, is like they do so much outside of just albums. They release so much music through mixtapes and then also being on other people's songs. I mean, how sure. often does Newfound Glory do a song with Fallout Boy? You know, and you're just like, what? Newfound Glory's on this song? Oh, fuck yeah. You know, like people don't collaborate like that in any other genre, I feel like. So, Action has written hundreds of songs at this point, and uh, he, he, you know, I, like I said, he's one of my favorite rappers. If not, I think he is my favorite rapper. And he, the last two albums has been kind of, you know, phoning it in, in a way. And is this one included, Lucas? I was a little worried it would be. I think I'd mentioned in our last episode that, which, by the way, thank you so much for hundreds of people listening to that episode. Like, so fucking exciting. Keep sharing it with your friends. Uh, But he, you know, I was a little worried he released a single, and I didn't want to listen to it. Um, I purposefully left, didn't want to listen to it because I was waiting for the whole album. And also, I figured we were going to be doing it on this podcast anyway. Uh, but I happened to accidentally hear like ten seconds of it because of a Instagram post that he that he had. And man, it sounded pretty fucking good. And I gotta say, I think my guy came came with a little more heat on this record, and he really kind of impressed me a little bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I share the sentiment. Really? I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, last episode I told you I was excited for this yeah. album. Uh, and the more I listened to it, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know. The thing I. What's your fucking problem? <laughs> Action is always getting these interesting beats yeah these like deep pulls from like you know the 50s or 60s or uh, whatever yeah, kind of like right? straight crate digger beats yeah uh and i know you like this about it mm-hmm. but honestly it kind of seems like they just take a sample 
They'll pitch it up, pitch it down, speed it up, slow down, and then that's it. And they'll just leave it at that. Right. And that's the entire music for the song. Um, you know, I thought the same thing. Like, uh, listening to all his past records. Because like you said, his, I mean, his beats are just so unique for hip-hop. The beats that he uses. Right. And I, he seems to work with almost the same, like, most of the same producers on every record. Uh, and, you know... They are all pretty psychedelic, which is what I liked about them. And that's kind of a through line for action where a lot of his beats are just kind of psychedelic, you know, mostly because they're probably samples from fucking Turkish psychedelic rock from, you know, the 70s or whatever. <laughs> right. um, yeah. So they made the whole album to me just feel really heady and perfect for Action Bronson because he's just such a, in my opinion, such a like sore thumb in a good way in hip hop where he just he stands out so much to everyone else that's especially people that are popular right now but even like underground even though he's not underground i just feel like he's so unique so the beats are perfect for him and i thought the same thing um that he they all they do is take a 30 second portion of a song and just repeat it over and over and over again (laughs) but that's not really the case man like a lot more work goes into these beats than you would expect and I realized it because I discovered that that website that I told you about, um, whosampled.com. Yeah. And they just have like millions of fucking songs on there. But they, a lot of the Action Bronson songs. And I got, you know, I was psyched because I was always curious where these samples came from. And you listen to the original songs and they're basically taking like, on every on every sample or every track on this record, which I would imagine is the same thing, they're probably taking three or four different individual parts from the song and mixing them all together and then adding additional percussion or strings or keyboard or guitar or whatever over it. So it's not exactly one-to-one. Man, I don't know. I I found a YouTube video, luckily enough, that had like where the samples from the songs Mm. were. And it kind of sounded like near one to one to me. Shit. Well, I got a one thing I wanted to do was look up the the who sampled pages for these songs and listen to the the sampled songs. So, shit. Maybe they got a little lazy on this one because on, on everything I'd heard that of their other samples, it definitely seems, especially the Alchemist, it definitely seems like he's taking bits and bobs from it and making something with it. You know. So you didn't like the beats on this record. Uh, I mean, I like the beats, but just the fact that it's, to me, it sounds like it's just this one five-second loop over and over <laughs> again. The It seems like the only things they really added were, like, intros and outros of, like, ambient jungle sounds. <laughs> yeah, how did you feel about the, the cockadri- the cockad- wow, I can't even say it, crocodile uh, growls and the jaguar and the pig and... <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, it's just like he goes out of his way to find the lowest quality yeah. audio that he can for like it was the same with White Bronco yes. where he found like the horse noises. Yeah, the like free on YouTube horse sample. Yeah, yeah. and then it, the freaking turbo, turbo. Yeah, I assume that's from a video game. I guess, yeah. man. I like. I thought though I liked that you know it's just kind of his style it's and yeah. I'm into it. It's cute, but, but it gets I'll annoying. I didn't say... like the pigs. The pigs fucking got on my nerves. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the I forget. I always forget which song it is, but it ends with like a minute and a half of a fucking gun, 
machine gun going off and people like chanting and shit. Yeah, it's, I think I think it was off I White Bronco off White and it had yeah. uh, it has Big Boy Bess on it. Yeah, Big Body Bess. yeah. Which, dude, I was kind of thinking there was a line on this record where Action might have thrown a, a jab at Body, but I don't know why he would. Oh, uh, man, I remember back in our review, I, I saw something on Wikipedia that said they had like a falling out. But oh, I you didn't did read find, that? I, I literally didn't find anything else on it. So I like, I don't know. I haven't seen well, him. People can put whatever I've, they want on on Wikipedia, yeah. but it is weird that he's not on this record. And like, I don't think he was on the last one either. Uh, only for dolphins. Was he? I can't remember, man. I feel like, I think he was on, um, lamb over rice. I'm not sure if he was like on an actual song, but it just sounded like they were all hanging out in the studio talking. So it sounded like he was on like, <laughs> sure. but yeah, he actually has a song that goes something like, you know, walking in here with no fucking body or like I got no fucking body or something like that. And it was just the way that he said yeah. it. I'm like, whoa, that sounds like a little direct. I mean, that could just be actions bravado. Right. right which is like who pretty knows? much all he raps about. And that's another <laughs> reason why I like him so much is because he's probably the best shit talker. He has, he should have been a fucking wrestler, dude. He has the look. He has the fucking voice for it. I bet he'd be great at it. Maybe that's what it. he's training for, man. Dude, I mean, he said he was he was like preparing for a role or something uh, in one of the lines on this record. But he has so many wrestling references on this record too that it just it just makes so much. It would make so much sense. He this whole album, so many references to guns, cars. WWE and the Sopranos. I I only picked up on one <laughs> Sopranos record. Were there more? I I have never watched it. I just went on Genius mm-hmm. and like it seemed like every other song had like a line Damn. or two dedicated to something in the Sopranos. I only caught one. The my attitude like Richie April. Let's keep it real. And Richie Richie's <laughs> such a like pain in the ass character on the show. But yeah, man, he's got he's got all you know he's got all the references. But to me. You know, if you think the beats are kind of lazy, which I, how many times is it going to take me to learn that you just, you hate beats that are just the same thing over and over again and are just for meant for you to just, you know, groove versus fucking <laughs> shit that you like on like clipping and stuff. And, and I just, I always forget, man. So it, I shouldn't be surprised anymore that you don't like the beats because I love the beats on this record. And I, th- oh, go ahead. It's it's not like I hate the beats or anything, you know. But it's all kind of on this record. It's all kind of the same vibe of beats yeah. for like nine out of ten of these. For songs. sure. I, I mean, and it's like you liked. Uh, just, I think you like Sob Story, the beats on Sob Story more than than on his other stuff, right? Yeah, I like those. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like I don't know. It's it's kind of the same vibe. It's weird how. I think maybe he shouldn't even put Hound Dog on the record. Hound Dog seemed like such Honestly. a <laughs> such a like throwaway, such a weird opener. Uh, but but in terms of like his lyrics, I feel like his last couple of albums he has been sort of resting on his laurels a little bit, you know, relying a little too much on his usual. It was almost I don't know. It just it didn't sound like he was trying. He was just doing a lot of the same. Which he's still talking about all that same shit on this record, 
But the yeah. wordplay and the actual lyrics and the I feel like he's trying a lot harder on this record. Like you can kind of hear a little more intensity and effort in his voice even, you know? Well, it's so this album is kind of an enigma to me. Did you see the YouTube video of the story of Cocodrilo Turbo? No, I didn't. It's like a 12-minute video that Action made before this album came out. And it's like, it's just this weird, psychedelic, kind of experimental film of just this dude flipping through TV channels. And it all has to do with, like, crocodiles. And there's these weird visuals with segments of the songs on this album. Okay. And it's just inexplicable. I don't know what the fuck is happening the entire time. And so that comes out. You obviously weren't it, high watching it. <laughs> I had to be high on something a little stronger than well, weed for something yeah, like that. Yeah, man. Do what you got to do to like it. <laughs> but it's, you know, he, he, as you said, he has a lot of these psychedelic things in his songs. He has a lot of psychedelic music, yeah. you know, and all these these promos and stuff uh and then he just doesn't say shit about any of that stuff on any of his songs so it's like what the fuck was that even for i think what he (laughs) i think what he does a lot on his songs uh is he, he has the theme of the album he's like clearly thinks of the album name before he writes the record because then he mixes in a lot of stuff about animals or about you know like he brought up dolphins like how many times on his last you know and only for dolphins and you know it's yeah. and white bronco like you said with a horse and and uh, and when this one with all the jungle sounds and the crocodiles and the jaguars and shit and i think it's like that's how he mixes in the theme you know where it's it's just let's do it in the music and then every now and then in my lyrics i'll just like you know make references to it he doesn't do it often What's- but yeah, I, I mean, I can see what you mean. I don't know why he needs to call out the the trippy music or the trippy themes or anything in his lyrics. It just seemed like this this preview, this prelude of the album being so psychedelic yeah. that even, I don't, like, the songs aren't even psychedelic on this one. They, this one, they're kind of, like, more traditional. Uh, you mean as you in know? the beats? Yeah, I think they're. I think they have a lot of. I think pretty much every single one has psychedelic uh, bits to it. You know, but it's not exactly. Look at Mars Volta. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it. He also released a music video for uh, Sub Zero. Right. Did you see that? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought that was definitely. It was probably the most interesting song because of what he was doing with it. The whole time, it's this little jazz symbol with this jazz music cutting in and out at random. Yeah, for sure. And then I think I saw a bit of the music video where it's kind of has these like heavy filters on it and it's him performing live and stuff on some stuff, right? The one I saw, he's on like a bodyboard. He's just like surfing through this type. I saw I saw that clip too. Man, it's crazy. I didn't even think to to like watch or look up any of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just listened to the album like six fucking times and took extensive (laughs) notes on his lyrics. Like extensive. I have so many references written down. Uh 
man, do you kind of want to get into that side of things? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Because that's I think that's mostly my appeal to action is not just his personality and everything else. It just you know how his stuff is just so fucking stony. Uh, it's his lyrics, dude. I love all the ones that you can call out and go, eh, I know he's, you know, holy shit. You know, like the Craig Biggio line, like fucking got me, dude. I grew up in Houston. Craig Biggio was a huge deal on the Astros while I was growing up. And I just love that he called it out. And then the line immediately afterwards is talking about mankind and Mr. Socko. And I'm like, ah, this is like, this guy was like made for me. This, his, his <laughs> lyrics hard. are literally like made for me. Yeah. It's hard not to like a rapper who was like AI generated to fit every, every fetish. You yeah. Have. Like it's he he seems to love all the same shit I love, and then he's got me into a whole bunch of other stuff, like cars, right, <laughs> and food, <laughs> and wine, and stuff like that. And it's just oh, I I started understanding that that all of that stuff combined is what is what a stoner really is, you know, is all of these things you grew up with that you're just super passionate about, and it's all really fun. Or really, or just right. what you think is cool, you know? Yeah. Like, I love, uh, I mean, that's such a great two lines. Like, bitch, I thought I was Craig Biggio, but I'm not ho. I'm the number one Vato that I'll choke a motherfucker out with Mr. Socko. <laughs> and then uh, male divas with frail features get taken to a hell in a cell arena. Razor Ramon, like, Razor's Edge, a motherfucker off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, I did like that line. <laughs> He even called out Edge, my, uh, who you were talking about earlier. Yeah, uh, he. I forgot, j- like jumping off ladders, like on yeah. Edge. I think Bronson's off that's his what meds. That was. Uh, my favorite two lines were actually from Features, but oh, wow, I uh, I forgot what song it's in, but he's talking about like it takes forever to pull this AK out of my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like a funny image. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I thought the features were pretty decent. Uh, Hologram was pretty decent. Uh, Rocky Rock Marciano just was a little too quiet for me. Where yeah. action's always kind of hype, you know? And Rock Marciano just was a little too chill. And because the beat was a little more funky, I feel like he just kind of brought down the energy a little bit. But he actually produced that beat, or I don't. No, actually, he didn't. He produced a different beat. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> he produced a different beat on this yeah. record. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and he didn't feature on that one. No, he did not. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Whatever. Dude, I, like, oh man, so many great references. He had an Iron Sheik reference, like swinging double hundred pound clubs, like the like Persia yeah. or from Persia, like, like right. the Sheik. And he actually has been doing that. Like that's one of his workouts that he does, and I. <laughs> love it of course yeah it is. exactly it's it's so great man and like you said a bunch of car references uh you know 911 turbos range rovers trans ams rolls royce which is probably my favorite car line in the whole thing like four rolls royce disappeared off the lot and then four rolls royce just appeared on the block yeah. ah, <laughs> so fucking fun man love it there was another line i forgot from action but let me these two <laughs> lines that I actually wrote down. Uh, first one is from Hologram, which is funny because it's like one of my least favorite features on the record. Right. Uh, I just want to say, like, they're, I don't know. Well, we can get into it, but I don't know if I really like any of the features exactly. 
Yeah, and it was like kind of weird. I think on that one, that's the one where action like interrupts him. Yeah, which I love that. Like this whole. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but then he like starts from the top again, and it's like, yeah, I, I want to know what happened in the studio to like. Was there a story behind that or something? But like, he's like, dude, uh, hey, man, I gave you 16 bars. And he's like, I only got 12, man. That's all I got. And he's like, all right, I'll just jump in and do four real quick. Which I just love it because to me it gave me the vibe of Action being so hype on the record that he like can't hold back and he has to fucking jump right. in. You know? I thought it was a great touch. And it was funny. He's just like, I, I got the picture like he just has this line ready that he's been thinking. He's like, ah, I got to get this and he's out. he's doing like. His whole thing is like clothing line, clothing line, and Action's like, oh, AK goes up to my shoulder line. <laughs> yeah, he just, Action's like, let me just save this real quick. But what was your favorite line from Hologram? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just a funny picture. I guess that's just like what I like. Those are the rap lyrics I like that give a kind of ridiculous but still maybe cool picture. Okay. Uh, it, I think it's the last couple lines. <laughs> She my little fuck thing. Eat the pussy like a muck oh, thing. Oh, dude. That, like, <laughs> grossed me out so bad. Dude, I, like, that's so funny to me for some it's reason. Hilarious and it's hilarious, and it just makes you, ugh. Like, every time I heard it, I'm like, ugh, dude, because I don't want to picture, like, ramen noodles coming out of a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a gross visual to me. What I think the best uh, opening line on the record, by far, is they say Bronson disappeared like the AIDS from Magic Johnson's dick. <laughs> that's amazing. That's probably one of his best lines in any song. Dude, who who remembers that whole thing? So I mean, his callbacks are crazy. His retention, his memory is crazy. All these sports references that he does, and like you know everything we were saying. Like your bitch got a face like Pauly Shore. I think is a great line. <laughs> And it's, you know, that's, that, I feel like it's, that's just what he does. And he's the best at what he does. I mean, he definitely, he's got his thing, man. And he's kind of got a lockdown is what it seems to me. I figured you would like the line, goddamn bro, you're looking like a bison. Nah, dog, I look like M. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did kind of like, I think the delivery was a little cheesy, but I did like, I did appreciate yeah, he, it. Yeah, he, the line didn't really work. <laughs> For the for how much <laughs> space he needed to fill, but man, I loved but it. But he's like, "Look, I got this thing, and I'm gonna, tr- I'm just gonna send it." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I gotta," you know. He's like, "It's too good not to use." Uh, and then another favorite, my second favorite line, or maybe my first favorite, I don't know, was Mayhem Lauren on Turkish, uh, just because it gives like such a vivid image of doing pull ups wrapped in my jewels. Is like a weight vest, anchor swinging off an ape chest. Yeah, dude. He's mayhem. I thought brought it. He was definitely the best feature for me. I take it back. I forgot he was on a song. <laughs> like I'm so high, I totally forgot mayhem was on a song, and and he is great on it. Yeah, I think he was probably the best feature on yeah, here, in my opinion, for sure. And uh, you know, even though you didn't like the beats, I got to say Alchemist did all my favorite beats on the record, and and my favorite beat. Um, you know, I might be wrong, but memory serves me correctly. He did Estaciones, which is my favorite beat on the record. Jaws okay. and Sub-Zero. I think he did those three in a row and maybe a couple other ones. Wow. But he, there was a lot of different producers on this. Like I said, Mark, Rock Marciano uh, did a, a song. Derringer did a couple songs. Mono and Stereo did a song. Young Mexico produced 
uh, co-produced a song, and apparently Action Bronson produced his own. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's what He was credited for doing it, on Genius at least. Uh, Tongpo, the second song on the record. Really? With Conway the Machine, which is such a huge fucking uh, get for him. And I just kind of wasn't really impressed with, with what Conway did. But Conway raps on the fucking sickest, most just awesome gangster beats right now. <laughs> the the Griselda, whole, the whole Griselda family, or the Griselda Mafia or whatever they call themselves. This whole group of people, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Conway the Machine's in the same one. And they all have the just the fucking sickest beats right now. So hearing... Conway on a weird, goofy ass, apparently produced by Action Bronson beat on Tongpo. Uh, it just, it just didn't work. Kind of man. a weird, like a weird Western kind of uh, like world beat or yeah, something. Yeah, kind of world African. Like that's a good way to put it because I got like African Western vibes from it. But I, it was probably my least favorite beat on the record, to be honest, and. You know, I love when they cool when they use the cool samples, you know, obviously, but when they don't put like a heavy kick drum on it, it just doesn't have a lot of his songs have this great groove, but when they don't have any semblance of a kick drum and the bass is a stand up <laughs> bass on this sample, you know, it's just like it's very different for hip hop, but it just I just don't enjoy it as much. So the beat just like didn't land with me, but I mean, with that said, I think every single fucking song on this record is is an honorable mention for me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Except Hound Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe uh, let's uh, get into some I, nugs. I can huh? do without it. Yeah, let's do it, uh, dude. I mean, I'm really interested in hearing your your first choice nug as someone who didn't really like the record. Um, you're wrong, which is fine. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, every song is a choice nug except Hound Dog. Alright. Hound Dog. Shut the fuck up. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. (laughs) Are you serious? I think... You're fucking with me, I need to... I need different expectations for Action Bronson. Because I keep expecting him to go further with these interesting beats he has. Okay. Right? And, like, kind of go further with his vocal style and his lyrics. But every album, delivery's the same. Lines are the yeah. same. And he gets these interesting beats. But he doesn't do much to, like, expand on them or anything like that. Yeah, that and also a lot of the... Probably the cooler beats, um, the ones with the most going on, are the shorter songs on the records, too. He does sure. one verse, and then it, he's done. Action's no stranger to short songs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, most of them are less than three minutes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but with all that being said, Hound Dog is my first Narnug. I can't fucking believe that. I, it completely doesn't fit on the album. It doesn't <laughs> at all. And it's such a... It's such but, a almost like a non-opener to me. I thought it was decent, but I just don't see the point. I, you know, I agree with that completely, mm-hmm. but I love like these guitar riff led rap songs. Yeah. And even if this riff kind of gets old a little bit, you know, through the mm-hmm. song, uh, I think it's a cool energy. I think the riff is interesting enough. It like 
it, it like goes up half a step sometime through yep, the song. Yeah, for sure. It kind of reminds me of Easy uh, Rider a little bit. Easy yeah. Rider. Yeah. Uh, and I actually took the time to reverse the song, like download it and reverse it. And he's just the reverse you hear in the background is just his verse. He just does his verse and then they put it in reverse before he does the verse. I know (laughs) it's just, and then it doesn't, to me, it's very weird starting an album about a crocodile named after a crocodile with a dog barking. (laughs) It didn't make any sense to me. I mean, you start an album called Cocodrilo Turbo with a song called Hound Dog. I just don't understand. But you know what? I I liked it. I think it had some of my... I think overall, I really liked the lyrics on this one. Uh, smoking drugs, ass naked, just a hat <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Run a hundred miles in a downpour with six giraffes on my back. Yeah, see, it's like super heady, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's just the beat kind of got on my nerves a little bit on this one. I can understand that for yeah. sure. And it is exactly like you said. It's just a 5 second sample played over and over and over again. So, it's my right. least favorite beat. <laughs> I think it's 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 the most memorable song to me. I <sighs> it it was kind of a thing where it was hard to remember what a certain song sounded like for me on right. this one. Well, I feel like it's all uh, downhill from here with with anything <laughs> I'm going to hear from you. <laughs> I, well, I'm, yeah, if, we'll see. If we're this far apart in our choice nugs, I'm, I'm, I know we're going to be far apart in our rating. <laughs> Fuck me. All right, well, what's your first nug? Uh, first choice nug, man. It bounced all over the place, but, you know, it was almost Estaciones because I love that beat so much and I love when action disrupts hologram. It just feels like he has so much to say, you know, he couldn't hold it back. But uh, right. I really didn't enjoy Hologram's feature at all. So it kind of yeah, kind of right. got on, you know, it, it, I couldn't pick it as a choice. Nug. So my first one is Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. I feel like that is his strongest, probably his strongest stuff on the record. And probably his strongest stuff in the last three records. Man, I really hope he goes further with this like concept of kind of like having these samples come in and come out. Yeah. That's all Alchemist, dude. Telling you he had the best he had the best beats on the record. I kinda wish he like did something with his vocals to kind of like go along with that. Maybe like he stops for a second and something weird happens in the music and like Yeah. But you know, it was it same delivery. As as every other song, and it was, I was wondering how Alchemist, like, chose where to have the music come in and out because it seems random. It does right? seem really random. Uh, I feel like him and Alchemist just like, you know, they probably see eye to eye completely and and can sense each other's rhythms and everything too. But they probably just collaborate, man. Like, uh, he, I was gonna say, uh, action. Oh, man, I totally spaced. Oh, I feel like one of the things that he does really well, and one of the things I like really well, is that when he comes in on songs, a lot of times the beat kind of cuts out for a second. 
and then kicks back in. Uh-huh. Like the percussion will stop, and then it'll come back in, and it's like such a great <laughs> entrance, you know, back into the right. song. Uh, but yeah, Sub Zero just had such a great like jazzy beat. Uh, I thought action definitely his strongest stuff on the record for me. The the wordplay is just awesome, and it sounds like he's trying really hard. He sounds really inspired on this song, so it just stood out to me. Mm. You know, it's so weird. It, I I think he feels the same way because this is the only music video that I found. See, it's the for single. This yeah, album. it's the single for sure on the record. Yeah. And it's so weird because, like, it, it the music video is him bodyboarding and it, it's in this big old hurricane. And he's <laughs> going through these waves and then he gets on a car running down the road. And, like, this song is so not that energy at no, all. No, it's so chill. <laughs> <laughs> that it was like, I like, I kind of, I kind of respect it that, like, the vibe is so off. Yeah, man. I kind of respect what he's doing also as a rapper because he's he's really DIY that way. He's uh, sure. he's not paying for these you know fifty thousand hundred thousand dollar music video shoots. He doesn't have the money to do it, but what he can do is film himself doing something that he would probably do anyway, and just get someone to do some trippy shit on it, and that's a lot cheaper, man. He's releasing his own stuff, you know. I yeah. think it's uh, I love his DIY style, and that's kind of what I like about his you know weird ass music videos like that that he does. Like I don't think he's done a really big music video since like Headband versus Do Rag. You know, that was like a huge production. I don't think he's done anything since. Nah, man, it looks like he just kind of goes in front of a green screen and just yeah, <laughs> goes crazy with yep. it. Yep, I don't think Action has fuck you money, but I think he's got enough to fucking, you know, be pretty goddamn popular and come I, out I with a lot know, of man. stuff. Like, I've been watching a lot of, uh, like, YouTube videos of him going out. It's like, fuck, that's delicious, but, like, the YouTube version yeah, or something. Yeah, for sure. He's huge. I mean, he's getting huge, man. He he has two I mean, month, two two million monthly listeners on Spotify. Like that's that's huge. I feel like he's got some big boy money. I mean, know? at this point, to be able to produce a bunch of stuff, you're probably right. I'm probably way off because he's he's you know self releasing so many things. It feels like that he's got to have the money to be able to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it, man. What was what was uh, your second choice nug on this album you didn't like? I you know what I don't. You said everything else is an honorable mention, but I'm thinking this might be the second unhonorable mention for oh, you. No. Uh, because it's not bassy at all. There's like no kick. There's like no mm. bass. It's the last song on the album. I loved it, man. Storm of the Century. Okay. Storm of the Century featuring Young Mexico, the classic Young Mexico sax Dude, feature. Give us more Young Mexico, for real. It's, I mean, if we could just like get him on like a more upbeat fast paced song i think that could be really cool yeah because this is maybe very, he only does like yeah he only does jazzy stuff this is very similar to his last feature right which is like hey man like i'll take it whenever i can I get it. it this guy is fantastic at the sax yeah. it's always super choice for the music uh but i also i really like the sample on this one yeah uh <laughs> i guess I'm a guitar head or something. <laughs> Just really, uh, it's not uh, bluesy guitar, right? It's super bluesy, super minimalist, very chill. Uh, and it being the last song, and I, I just like how it meshed with Action's voice and delivery. Yeah, he it does work really, really well. It's a great closer to an album, kind of a traditional slow 
ballad right, type yeah. closer. Great lines in it. Yeah. Looking like a member of Latino Heat, but it's Baklava. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, he's he uh he brought a really good energy to this song and the beat is perfect. It doesn't go anywhere. It's chill the entire time and it ends with a fucking saxophone solo. Like where can you go wrong? Yeah, you right. Know? I think right. this was the one that Young Mexico is also credited as a producer. So I don't know that would what make exactly sense. he did on it, but yeah, he at least produced his fucking saxophone. Uh, yeah, man. Well, what what is your second nug? Well, let's talk about all of my honorable mentions first. That's every <laughs> single song except for my. Yeah, nug. literally every song is an honorable mention on okay. this. Okay. Um, right. But you know, it's crazy. I'm giving you two minutes. What's up? <laughs> you got two minutes. Uh, there's no possible way I could talk about all of it in two minutes. <laughs> but I, you know, it bounced around a bunch, and before we started recording, it was gonna be Zambezi because okay. I like the beat a lot on Zambezi, but it just his his whole verse just kind of turned me off a little bit from the whole thing. Action has really great a really great verse on it. It seems like the weakest parts of this album to you are the features. Yeah, they are for sure. Uh, and you know, I gotta fuck it. I gotta go with Zambezi because it's it's one of my favorite action verse. It's my second favorite action verse on the whole record. And I I think it's the only one where he goes second. I don't know if that means yeah, anything. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I mean, I know him and Rock have been doing stuff together for a really long time, so I'm, maybe it was just a, a bit of a respect thing from from action. But I thought that was a little weird. But it is the beat that you know one of the beats that action comes in and the beat stops for a second while he's saying his line. And it's just such a, you know, it's just, <laughs> right. it's almost him walking in the room, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's my second favorite verse by him. I love the funky beat on it. That kind of breaks up all the same, same that you hear on the record. It has really cool. Like, uh, you know, that old school funk, whatever that keyboard is, a Wurlitzer or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I can never remember. Just that Blank. deep, and it's got, I appreciate the little like distant percussion yeah. things on the song that come in every once in a while. I think that's a cool adds a vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And then of course it ends with about 15 20 seconds of a crocodile <laughs> growling at you. <laughs> they well they had to make it to the 30 minute mark for this album. Uh, so. Yeah, he's he's like come on man, just <laughs> fill in a bunch of animal noises in there. I don't know, just like use forest sounds or something. You know, I gotta say that uh, I'm surprised 91 wasn't one of your honorable mentions because of the beat. Uh, it has kind of one of those after school special beats that you sometimes Yeah, you enjoy. know, I did like that yeah, one a lot. that's what I thought. And it had the best opening line with that, with that about with Magic Johnson's what? dick. Yeah, I mean that's classic. classic. <laughs> uh, but it's it's another role, it's another honorable mention for me just because of action. But I thought it was going to be a, a honorable a choice nug for you because it, it. I think it's my honorable mention slash third nug. I like how they use the sample voice on this beat. Yeah, with it I got love every once in a while. Yeah, that is nice, right? Kind of like a Motown feel. Yeah, and just like I don't know, an old timey piano with a with a beat behind it is just like 
I knew you like it. It's kind of sounds like a fucking Sesame like Street song. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's just an old timey piano, yeah. man. That's all. Yeah, it is. exactly. All right, man. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it straight from the fucking crocodile's mouth. Right. What your rating is on this record? All right. Well, look. Look. Um, <laughs> that's a really listen. bad start. Any that's a horrible start to any <laughs> sentence. Look. What is your All right, listen. hear me out. Uh, <laughs> so don't don't turn the podcast off yet. Give me like three minutes. Yeah, whatever. Uh, You're about uh, to get canceled. <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh. Bronson is solid and he's consistent. Yes. Obviously. You know, it seems like he's starting to put some good effort into this again. Cooking is his first passion. Maybe he's been, you know, kind of focusing more on that, more on the TV show. He's got a book. He's got, you yeah. know, like a, he had a TV series. Yeah, three seasons um, on, on Vice and then has kept has continued doing it on YouTube. Uh, And I think... If nothing else, the beats are interesting and refreshing from literally like any other rapper. For real. Making out, making music. And, and even right? though Alchemist is producing a shit ton of other rappers, none of his, he, they're not using any of these beats. Well, because Action just has completely different influences and he's not afraid to have that be the basis of his music. Yeah, for sure. And he's not afraid, like we were saying earlier, to not include a, a heavy kick drum or a heavy even a right. heavy bass on his tracks he's he's all in on his on his style i you know i don't think there was like a single 808 on this entire record I you know i couldn't call i couldn't call one out if anything there was just live drums yeah and so that i appreciate immensely even if the beats on this one are you know they're consistent it's this same section of the song repeated through the entire thing with little to no developments uh and so it's kind of hard for me to stay interested in the song and i think if i'm ever chilling and i want to listen to rap uh i think i'm just gonna like listen to something like denzel curry's newest record right right? or maybe like I don't, something more upbeat, like, <laughs> like ninety one, where it's like it's it's chill, but it's still got a groove, and it's got like this <laughs> Sesame Street piano. Yeah. <laughs> Just call it what it is. Uh, you know, I, I I after this, I'm just not really gonna expect anything more from Action Bronson, <sighs> which is it's fine. It's probably what I should have been doing this whole time. But I am going to expect consistent, good music, good songs, even if they don't tickle my little fancy like they do for you. Mm. Where's uh, this going? <laughs> <laughs> In any case, I'm going to give this one a 6.0. Higher than I thought you were going to give it. It's, you know, it's it's not bad. Action is always entertaining to listen to even if his delivery is kind of the same for me on every song and i'm not a big fan of the constant bravado rappers right right but i do appreciate 
the ridiculousness he brings and how he you can kind of tell that he doesn't take himself too seriously for sure right. yeah that's what i mean that's what i that's when i under started understanding that about action that's what made me start liking him even more was that he talks so much fucking shit on every single song he sounds like the most (laughs) cockiest most arrogant person you'll ever meet in your life and then you see him on fuck that's delicious or you know he hasn't portrayed himself too well in interviews unfortunately Um, but on fuck that's delicious he just seems like such a fucking goofball you know so i i started understanding that it's all just meant to be funny and so action i think is hilarious I think, uh, you know, again, I, I thought he brought a lot of intensity on this record in terms of his lyricism. It sounded like he was trying way harder than his last couple of albums. I think his wordplay was on point. He's doing all of his usual shit talking and references to everything I love and, and more. And I've learned so much from his lyrics alone. I've gotten into so many things just from Action Bronson. I loved pretty much all the beats on this record, except a few. I didn't like the features, but that didn't really take away from the album for me. I think, uh, I think this is action's strongest work since blue chip 7,000 personally. Wow. I don't know if that's beating lamb over rice, you know, lamb over rice. I don't count as a full record. So I'm talking full album. Lamb over rice was like seven songs. (laughs) Lamb over rice was good. Uh, so, okay. I'll say since lamb over rice, Let's just, I'll, I'll right. say that. Thank You're welcome. You. I'm, I'm trying to be as annoying as possible on this episode. <laughs> I think his beats are unique. I love all this, all the music that he pulls from. I've made a playlist on Spotify just of Action Bronze's songs that he has sampled and all his producers have sampled. And I love mm. all of the original songs. He's gotten me into the weirdest shit. I think this album's really mm. heady. I think it's really great for fucking smoking weed to it. I think all the songs have a psychedelic vibe, which help a lot to it. And I just dig Bronson's DIY style. And, uh, you know, I have a, a kind of a special connection to Action Bronson, too. One of my best friends that passed away a few years ago, he got me into Action. You know, so I just feel like Action can really do no wrong for me. <laughs> but sure. I can be honest <laughs> enough, you know, when I can, I can, I can tell when my favorite kid, uh, you know kind of sucks at baseball sometimes <laughs> or sure. he kind of you know I'm he's sure. usually really good at drawing but his last few things i been like well buddy i'll put it on the fridge but i'm you know i'm not going to tell anyone that it was you that drew it if they ask so i mean with all that said man i love this album i can listen to it i've like i said i've heard it so many times already before we even recorded and it didn't feel like i had to i just kept listening to it because i was sure. psyched that i feel like it was the strongest stuff in a while so i'm gonna give it a solid 8.5. Okay. That's that's kind of where I expected you to land. Yeah. You know, I I think, uh, again, it was his strongest stuff in a while. It's not the strongest stuff he, he's ever done. So compared to, you know, Blue Chip 7000, which is probably my favorite of his, and if not, Mr. Wonderful is right under that, you know? And even his earlier stuff, well, in, yeah. uh, well done. I mean, he just was bringing it so hard in the beginning, and I feel like this is the best he's done so far. So I'm giving you a fucking B plus, my dude. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wonderful, for anyone curious, is my favorite action record it's by far. It's fucking great. All his, the first but, three or four albums of his were just fire. 
I, I don't think I've listened to his mixtapes yet. I do want to listen to his discography eventually. You should. Uh, but I can say the same of like 20 other artists. Yeah. I'll just send you a playlist <laughs> of all songs that he's ever been on, which I have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you can awesome. just poke around in there. Uh, well, okay. See, there's fucking Blue Chips 1 and 2 is already like 40 songs. So dude. fucking good. Those EPs are amazing. Or those mixtapes are amazing, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, buddies, what did you think about this record? Do you guys love Action Bronson as much as I do? Or do you love Action Bronson as much as Brett does? Tell us which one it is. <laughs> is it a... Are you well done like me? Or are you fucking medium rare like Brett? People like medium rare more, dude doesn't matter <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh yeah right uh but what did you think of this record man for real uh people women uh genderless folk whatever you identify as tell us what you think on our instagram at ebp cast on fucking youtube at ebp cast anywhere you listen to podcasts if you're listening to us right now you can keep listening to us on it and we have like 60 other episodes that you can listen to of full albums that we talk like full episodes where we go really in depth we have like 15 or 20 shorties that are 20 30 minute yep. longs if you guys prefer those go yep. check out i get it if you don't want to listen to us for fucking 50 minutes to an hour and a half to talk about one goddamn record and just talk in circles sometimes i don't fucking i get it talking literally twice as long as the i records. get it if you don't like that, we have what we call shorties, which are 20, not even really going above 25-minute episodes of albums that we just listened to. It's our first impression of the record. We literally the record freshest. the freshest perspective. We literally record um, seconds after we're done listening to it for the first time. And it, those are pretty unique, man. So go check those out. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at John Luke Guitard. Brett's on Instagram at Brett Handerhan with like 72 U's or something for some reason. There it is. I missed that. I want to thank you guys for listening to this record. <laughs> I want to thank you for listening to this record, which I know you're going to do. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Brett, what would you rate this uh, episode? I'm going to rate this episode a solid 8.5. 8.5, I agree. You you had an 8.5. I'm going to give myself about a 9.8. In terms okay. of performance. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because see, I feel like I fucking brought it and you brought it home and just laid on the couch with it. Okay. Well, don't tell people what I'm doing right now. <laughs> don't give away the secret sauce, man. Well, it's just weird that you got a signed vinyl and you haven't let it go for the last like. All right. Days. Well, we got to move on, Brett. What? Speaking of moving on, what are we talking about on the next episode? I think it's your choice, my dude. It's my choice. I got two records. Hmm. I want you to kind of tell me which way you're leaning. Ooh, I get to pick? Uh, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, we get to pick. Uh, the first, they're both new. Okay. Relatively, right. I'd say. Uh, the first step, it, oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> the, fir- <laughs> the first record okay. is by a band called Pup. Ooh, they have a new one. All right. They have a new one. We this is like episode four is the last time we talked That's about right. Pup, and we gotta and do multiple episodes about the same band. It's like fucking canon now <laughs> for us. Uh, and their new record, uh, the unraveling of Pup the band. Alrighty then. Which 
I've listened to once. I I think it'll do me good to listen a couple more times. It sounds like they got some interesting stuff on there. Okay, 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 uh, okay, I'd be okay. excited getting to that, but I'm also interested in Pusha T's new uh, album. Yes. It's almost dry. I am weirdly interested in that too because I think Pusha T is extremely overrated. Oh, okay. So people keep saying that, that every would be song he writes take. is a fucking hit. Every song he writes is a gem. And I've heard his new album is fucking great, man. So, you know, I gotta, Pusha I gotta pick pu- Pusha. Pusha I gotta pu- pick Pusha. Push it. You're pushing I'm Pusha. I'm pushing for Pusha. I gotta say, I would love to talk about Pup, so I'm down to do that on the one after this. But we'll see, because... Kendrick is coming out with a new album pretty fucking soon. Oh, and we man, have to talk dude, about it on this record. I heard it was a double. It, I heard it's a double, too. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we can do, all right? <laughs> Maybe we'll have a, a, a intermission album that we talk about, and we talk about the first record and then talk about the second record later. Actually, that's not a bad idea. You know, we might go ahead and do that. Just depending, I mean, that might be what Kendrick wants anyway. We'll I see. Bet, He's always got something yeah, up his sleeve. Yeah, I heard he's, there, there's a book. That's going to be a companion book to this too. I like, but like you said, I'm sure Kendrick is doing two records, hoping that the earbuds podcast does and an episode for each one. That's what you were saying. He, he wants to maximize the amount of episodes. we. I'm sure he wanted us to do that specifically. The only, the only reason in my eyes that we haven't talked about Kendrick yet is that his albums are so massive and just thick. Yeah. They're so hard to content. There's no way we could feasibly like talk about them in an hour and be satisfied with them. Well, you know who I think we can talk about for an hour and be satisfied is fucking Pusha T. So everyone, listen <laughs> to that record before our next episode. And uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Is he overrated? Is he the best of all time? I Come back next week and you find out. You will find out next week on Earbuds. This was good, Lucas. See you, buddies. Wow. Bye, buddies.